Wrestling fans, are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! I'm back, so deal with it. Let's do this! And welcome back, folks, to WrestleRant Radio right here on EC Radio. I am your host of the most, Graham Justin Matthews, sitting alongside the illustrious, the wrestling aficionado, RJ Marceau. RJ, how are you doing tonight? Doing good tonight, Graham. Got a lot to talk about. Fastlane this past Sunday. Monday Night Raw from last night. A few other Hall of Fame notes as well. The Bushwhackers are Hall of Fame, baby. They are way before demolition. They are way before... I don't care. I don't care about any of the other tag teams. The Bushwhackers are going to the Hall of Fame. So joke. pumped. <laughs> no, yeah, I know it's a joke. But still, though, before we get into all of that, we got Marlon on the line. At Marlon the Man from Twitter. How are you doing tonight, Marlon? I'm doing great, Graham. Thanks for asking. How are you? Doing good, doing good. And like I said, how can you not be great? We are on the road to WrestleMania. We got, what, 33 days until WrestleMania 31? And the show is looking up to be great. It's shaped up to be one of the better WrestleManias in recent years. I'll say it right now. WrestleMania 30, this time last year, I was pumped, but I was a little bit skeptical about the card. Right now, WrestleMania 31, it could flop for all we know. But look at the card right now. We've got Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. RJ sitting right next to me booing, because I know he wanted Daniel Bryan to win on Sunday, but the match at Fastlane wasn't really that bad, so I don't have a huge problem with it. However, um, we also got seemingly John Cena and Rusev again. Not a huge fan of that, but the other match that can make up for it, Orton and Rollins, seemingly if, again. If Orton and Rollins, they would announce If, that. we, we got to wait and see. Undertaker, Bray Wyatt, that Triple H That could be a disaster. And so could <laughs> Triple H and Sting. They have, uh, the card it, it has the potential. It has, on paper, potential. it looks really good. Yes. But it has potential to flop really yes. bad. Exactly like WrestleMania 29 and 27, too. Like, they had the potential to be really good. Because I wasn't excited mm. about, like, Swagger and Del Rio. Like, I'm like, yeah, I don't really uh. know. And then it was like, it was like the whole WrestleMania sucked. I think it's just like... Lesnar and Wyatt, uh, I mean, Lesnar and Undertaker, like, looked good on paper, match sucked. Cena and oh, Wyatt looked God, good on paper, match, match sucked. It just, like, it looks good on paper, but, like, Yeah, eh. it's got to live up to those Especially guys that you haven't seen together, like, we've seen Rusev and Cena, they had a decent match at Fastlane. Yeah, it's good so match. it's not like I can, we're not going to, like, shit all over the match. I think the match at WrestleMania will be good, but, like, the guys that really haven't wrestled, they kind of, like, you have to have the chemistry, like... Exactly. Wide and Undertaker, that's like a toss-up. Like. we got to wait and see. I think yeah. reports are out right now that Undertaker may not even be on the show until WrestleMania. They might be taking the WrestleMania 20, uh, the WrestleMania 20 route that they took with Taker and Kane. Remember, Undertaker didn't show up until WrestleMania. So you got to wait and see. But um, that shaped up to be look like a great show. Fastlane on Sunday I thought was enjoyable. We'll get in that in a minute. Rod, not so much, and we'll get into that in a few minutes as well. But I do want to talk about this. One of the bigger stories right now, and this might surprise you, um, a lot of people talking about this. Hashtag give divas a chance. That was trending worldwide last night on Twitter. And I wasn't going to originally kick off with this, but I just saw these tweets from AJ Lee directed at Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. I thought they were pretty significant. So I want to tweet, or I just want to talk about these tweets real quick. She said in the tweets directed towards Stephanie, your female wrestlers have record selling merchandise and have starred in the highest rated segment of the show several times. And yet they receive a fraction of the wages and screen time of the majority of the male roster. Hashtag use your voice. So, Marlon, I'll start with you first. 
what were your thoughts on the whole hashtag when it started trending worldwide last night? And this, after, of course, came after the very controversial tag team match between the Bella Twins, Paige, and AJ, when the Bella Twins won in like 30 seconds or something like that. This started trending worldwide. These tweets are now out on Twitter from AJ herself. Of course, mixed in with the whole CM Punk thing right now, that, that lawsuit, which we might get to. But, um, yeah, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? I didn't know it was trending worldwide last night. I just saw it today for the first time, and uh, I was kind of shocked that I seen it trending. It's a nice movement from all the wrestling fans to actually speak their voice because these divas can put on good matches, especially, like you said, Paige and Emma. They're very capable. I got nothing against the Bella Twins. They're good performers, but they're not exactly on the same level of a Paige or an AJ Lee. And just before we got on the show here, yeah, I'd seen AJ's tweets and putting Stephanie McMahon on blast. That's crazy. I don't know how that's going to affect her career, especially during this lawsuit thing, but uh, I'm excited to see what it does. It's been really up in the air right now whether AJ's even going to come back at all. Like, I was thinking, like, set in stone, like, AJ's back. She's going to be back on Sunday or Monday at Fastlane or Monday or on Raw on Monday to help out Paige in her feud with the Bella Twins, which made the most sense, and I still think that could happen because right now there's really no match set in stone for um, for WrestleMania for the Divas. Like, last year we didn't even know until, like, the week before they, they, they made it official, the Divas Invitational, Vicky Guerrero style. So this year we really have no idea. I still think we might get Paige and AJ versus the Bellas. A match I couldn't really Absolutely. care less about, but, I mean, from a storyline standpoint, it might be okay. We'll see. But, um, yeah, like I was going back to saying what I was saying before, it's really all up in the air right now with the CM Punk lawsuit and him, not, of course, not being in the best of terms with the company or vice versa. Do you think that affected AJ Lee's return? And what are your thoughts, RJ, on this whole hashtag get, uh, give Divas a chance thing? I think it's amazing. I think it's something that needs to be voiced. Like, If you just look at NXT alone, the Divas get chances and they get time to work matches and they've been putting on a hell of a show down there. Plenty of, plenty of people that are in developmental, so you wouldn't expect them to have a great match, but they're putting on a better match than... We've seen in the Divas division for probably ten, in 10 years, probably, since Trish and Lita left. I feel like um, the Divas have the ability to have good matches. They just get the short end of the stick. Like, two years ago at WrestleMania, they weren't even on the car. They got kicked off. And last year, they barely had a match. It was, like, f- less than five minutes, probably. Right after the streak. They didn't, they none of them had an entrance. Yeah, exactly. None of them had an entrance. They had to go right after the streak. I was in the building. They were booing the entire match. None of the Divas, even AJ Lee, didn't even get an entrance. And it was just a sloppy match. It just, it just, I, I think they need more time. Last night was just a kick, kicking the blow to the Divas. Like, right after the match started, uh, just why even bother? Exactly, just a waste of time. We had other segments that they could have cut down on, or just maybe not done. And with the Divas have a match, like I was excited when I saw Paige and Emma teaming up. I was like, finally giving Emma and Paige a chance to show what they have. And then they give us this thirty-second crap that it's not fair to the Divas, it's not fair to the fans. I think. This is when the Divas should voice their opinion. I think Stephanie McMahon and the whole WWE will look at this and say, geez, we have to get the fans want to see the Divas in action, so we got to give them what they want. Exactly. I could not agree more. I think it was this week a year ago. NXT Arrival. I'm huge with dates here. This week a year ago, NXT Arrival, Paige and Emma having one of the best women's matches I've ever seen. And like you said, the women down in NXT have had some of the best women's matches. I think, like you said, since Trish and Lita, not a single women's match on the main roster comes to mind that has beaten out Paige and Emma, uh, Charlotte and Natalia, Charlotte and Banks, Charlotte and Bailey. that the four-way. Fatal four-way. Yeah, that fatal four-way was amazing. So um, it really Absolutely. does suck. I mean, I feel for the main roster talent. It's not their fault. I mean, Rosa Mendez and Cameron aren't the best <laughs> in-ring athletes. But, I mean, if you put two people in there that the people care about, for the most part, a Paige... 
or a Nikki, and you give them some time and some storyline direction, the whole feud between the Bell Twins and Paige has been like I don't really care because there's been real no reason to care aside from Paige well, the first getting... match was thirty seconds or something too, right? Exa- With the kiss and everything. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's Survivor Series a couple months AJ ago. Lee match, the AJ right? Lee match. Yeah, a couple months ago at Survivor Series, and that really didn't lead oh, anything. Yeah. And AJ Lee hasn't been on TV since. But um. And I would love to think that this is leading, and I've been petitioning for this forever, and I wrote an article about this right after the Rumble saying that AJ and Stephanie should have a match at WrestleMania. At the time, didn't make any sense whatsoever from a storyline standpoint, even though they've teased it a few times. Like, I remember back in September, because you and I have talked about this in the past, RJ, um, she was like, oh, hi, boss lady, and stuff like that. Like, they've teased it before, so they can kind of go off that, but aside from that, like, recently, like, it'd be random. Going off these tweets, there'd be a reason to do it, and the whole punk thing, which I doubt they would mention on TV. Mm-hmm. But um, still, though, it would be awesome considering we were supposed to get Punk and Triple H last year. Now we would get Stephanie and AJ. Yeah, but the thing is, like, what about the other divas? What about the champion? The champion would not even get on the card. That's so. exactly it. Like, yeah. I don't know what you would do with Paige and Nikki, like the people that are actually getting ring uh, like TV time right exactly. now. Stephanie hasn't really been doing much. The She's tweets not a... could even be a work too. Who knows? They could very well be a work. Exactly. And I mean, it's weird because, like, I would love to think, like I said, that this is setting up something for WrestleMania, but the timing of that tweet and the hashtag give Divas a chance thing, um, you know, it's just really weird. So maybe it is a work, and if it is, it's like the most brilliant timing ever because people are so frustrated over the women right now. But, um, yeah, so I'll ask you quickly, RJ, what do you see happening for the women at WrestleMania? We talk about our Bray Wyatt Undertakers, our Lesnar and Roman Reigns. What do you see happening for the women at WrestleMania? I'm hoping for a fatal foray with the Bellas against each other with Paige and AJ Lee, I think. That makes sense. They could go back on the whole Brie being Nikki's like assistant. AJ could be pissed because Brie screwed her over in the Survivor Series match. And then Paige could do the same thing with them screwing her in her matches. And then Nikki's kind of like the, I don't know, she's the champion, obviously. But I think that would make a lot of sense. Instead of having all the divas in a stupid battle royal that no one could care about. And hopefully, if they gave this match time, it could be, it could be really good, I think. And the only three women to have held that Divas Championship in the last year since last year at WrestleMania, AJ, Paige, and Nikki. And then, of course, you said the history there with um, Brie and Nikki and everything else. This was the match I thought we were going to see at Night of Champions. Remember, Brie was kept out of it and it was a triple threat, which was a great triple threat. Once again, going to show that if they're given time and a story, even though that story sucked between the Bellas, they gave it some time to develop. And maybe we could see the same thing at WrestleMania. So I would love to think that AJ is coming back. I still say that there is a chance of that happening. I'm not going to say that she's completely, um, you know, gone from the company. Otherwise, she probably wouldn't have written that. But um, that said, Marlon, I want to get your thoughts on what do you think the Divas Championship or Divas match will be at WrestleMania if there even might be one? At this point, it's hard to even imagine if there's even going to be one. I mean, just the way they've been booked, there's no story going on. All it is is the Bellas are making fun of Paige. Um... Maybe, yeah, a tag team if AJ comes back is the only thing I could see, AJ and Paige versus the Bellas. I don't even think it'll be for the title or anything. That doesn't matter, and it's just kind of out there. The title doesn't matter in any of the matches, really. I kind of thought Paige would uh, revitalize the Divas roster when she debuted uh, last year, two years ago, or whatever it was, but she's been kind of just booked the same way as the Bellas and all the other Divas where it doesn't matter. Exactly. They haven't made me care about it. Exactly, exactly. And that kind of goes back to the same feud that they had with AJ and Paige about a year ago. Everyone got their hopes up. I thought it was going to be amazing. It has. It goes back to that same word, potential. Like, it had the potential to be great. Paige had the potential to, quote-unquote, save the Divas division. But at the end of the day, 
it's still the then same people. Then all they people. do instead of having a real feud is make them into lesbians. It's like that's exactly. obviously fake. Like it's... Exactly. Like that's not a real storyline. They were really night and day with that whole AJ Page feud. Like they're lesbians, they're best friends, they're enemies, they're back to being best friends. Like it didn't make any sense. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's the same people writing this crap every single week. You got your writing team for NXT, and then you got your writing team for the women on main roster. Like, I don't know if it's going to change, because Stone Cold brought it up in the podcast, Triple H, a couple weeks ago. He said, why aren't you giving the women more time? I love what they're doing down in NXT, but on the main roster, you're not giving them the, the time of day. And he said he agrees. He's a big fan of the women, but at the end of the day, he's not the one making the call. It's Vinnie Mac, so... Maybe we see a change going forward. I don't know if it's going to be like overnight with this whole you know, hashtag thing. I don't, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I look forward to what happens with the Divas going forward. We talked about this beforehand. I do want to talk about this very briefly before we go into the fast lane. The Bushwhackers are WWE Hall of Fame bound. We kind of spoke our piece before the show went on the air. But we'll, tell you, we'll say it right now here on the show. RJ, I know you were not very happy with the Bushwhackers going into the Hall of Fame. Personally, I don't have a problem with it. But I'll allow you to speak your... Uh, Piece here, but the Bushwhackers going to the Hall of Fame. I just think that they're just way too early. I think there's so many more tag teams that deserve to be in before them. You want to mention the list? Uh, Heart Foundation, British Bulldogs, Demolition, Hardys, Dudleys, Edge and Christian. I think those are a good six tag teams that deserve to be in the Hall of Fame before the Bushwhackers. Like, I guess they had, I don't know their career before the W. I guess they had a good career in, like, going around the country and world, but come on, like, they... I just don't think they should be in before other teams. I think now they're just scrounging for people. Like Kevin Nash, suppose they're gonna go in. Like is X Pac going in then two next? Like I think they're just really desperate for names right now. I think it also doesn't help that a lot of people don't want to go in. Like if I was like a uh, Rick Rude or one of them, I'd be like, screw you, I don't want to go in. Fucking Rikishi got in before me and stuff like that. I think they need to make it more legitimate. But when they keep adding more people that don't deserve to be in, it's ridiculous. We talked about that last week. I don't know what's stopping Rick Rude from going in. I mean, he's dead, so it's not his decision. I yeah. mean, I don't know why they're not putting him in. That's a whole other story. But um, with the Bushwhackers, I don't have a problem with it, but I'm not... The thing is, you don't have a problem with anyone, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I know, I know, you don't but... let the whole celebrity wing in, for God's <laughs> sakes. You don't care. I know, but I don't, I'm, it's not like I'm welcoming. I absolutely agree. I... I think there's other tag teams that are more deserving. And like you said, I think it's more fitting. Like right now, if it was up to me, I would put in Demolition. If only because a lot of the more recent talk with the whole Ascension thing. Like that whole thing recently, oh, we're better than Demolition. I'm not saying they need to bring him back and do a match at WrestleMania, but with all the talk of Demolition, we haven't seen him on TV in God knows how long. Um, and I'm not saying it's going to bring him like new business or anything, but it would be fitting with the current story that they're telling. I don't know. I just think like the, like when they brought the Hall of Fame back in 04, I thought it was a great idea. They had legit names that deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. The, everyone in that that category were no, well-known people that deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Harley Race, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Junkyard Dog. Um, Big John Studd. Big John Studd, Greg Valentine. Uh, there's a couple other guys I can't think Sergeant of. Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter. Like, these are guys that you know that they deserve to go in. Like you said, they've inducted almost everybody at this point. Exactly. All the, all the people that are really, really worthy. So that's the only reason why. Like, we have Savage in it, so at this point people can't really bitch and moan like this person going in before Savage, but we can still... And Bruno. And Bruno as well, exactly. Bruno, Warrior, and Savage were like my three people to make this legitimate. Now they're in. I mean, now, I don't, I don't want to say they're scrapping for the bottom of the barrel, because like you said, there's people that can go in, but they're not inducting them. Like, uh, the Owen Hart thing I understand from the whole, you know, 
standpoint of the hearts not wanting him to go in and whatever. Martha Hart, I think her name is <clears throat> his widow that won't allow him to go in. But Rick Rude, like you said before, demolition. There's a lot of people going down the line that deserves to go in. Eric Bischoff, I think, could go in at some point. I don't know what his status is right now with WCW. Easily going. I don't know what his... They'd still let him. Dude, he came back to WWE. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Eric Recently? Bischoff. Dude, no. you said WCW. Oh, I'm sorry, TNA. I think, yeah. his, I think his status is TNA joke. right it now. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The same difference. TNA, WCW, pretty much the same thing at the yeah, end Yeah, the guys in 04 Greg Valentine, Don Morocco, Harley Race, Jesse the Body Ventura, Junkyard Dog, Sergeant Slaughter, Superstar Billy Graham, Tito Santana, and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah. That's a pretty stacked. That's a pretty stacked Hall of That's probably the Absolutely. best stacked Hall of Fame class. Yeah. Because at that point, they didn't really have many people in, aside from the few people they inducted in like the late 90s. So, of course, they're going to stack it. The first few ones are stacked. They had Hogan. Yeah, second, and, yeah, yeah. And then Hogan they had, like, 05. They had Bret Hart in 06, 07. They had Hogan, they had, Piper, Jimmy Hart, Bob, Bob Orton. Paul Orndorff, Nikolai Volkov, and Iron Sheik in 05. So. Yeah, another stack class that class, that year, too. But, um, Marlon, I want to get your thoughts. What are your thoughts on the Bushwhackers going to the WWE Hall of Fame this year? Well, I'm, a, I'm in two different schools of thought. I hate the Bushwhackers. I can't stand watching their matches. And I do believe there's, like, way more teams deserving to go in before them. Um, I would have liked to have seen Demolition go in, like you said, because while they're getting talked about on TV by the Ascension, put them in the Hall of Fame, it's a good way to get people to go on the network and watch some of their old pay-per-view matches, right? But at the same time, um, maybe it is good to put the Bushwhackers in because next year you can put Demolition in so there's more people to care about every single year. you got to save some of the bigger names for the coming years because you can't just front-load all these classes and then they really will be scraping the bottom of the barrel in like three or four years' time. So... I don't know. I would like to see uh, Demolition or British Bulldogs, but at the end of the day, the Bushwhackers were going to go in eventually, so might as well just put them in now. Exactly. I don't think they can stack everybody in the same class, having you know, like a stack class. Even though like we did in like '04, but that was when it was first brought back, and that was ten years ago. But um, yeah. yeah, like I said, it's not. It's not like they're inducting like Paul London and Brian Kendrick or something like that. At least they have they're going some. Soon, don't worry. <laughs> hey, they better get in at some point. They'll be in at some point, I'm sure. But um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they will Jesus be. I'm God. sure they will be. 2020. I'm calling it right now. They will be in the I WWE Hall of Fame. But um, they're one of my favorite teams ever. Paul London and Brian Kendrick. Brian Kendrick is back on NXT yeah. tomorrow too. By the way, I'm looking forward to that. I'm yeah. sorry. It's not Brian Kendrick. It's the, the Brian, Brian Kendrick. Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> it's the man with the plan, baby. He's coming back to face someone in NXT. Rhino last week, dude. I want to talk about this for like two seconds. Rhino coming back had me marking the hell out. That yeah, was amazing. Awesome. Ten years gone from the company, couldn't care less about him in TNA. But when that music hit in NXT last week and it squashed Elias Samson, that was awesome. <laughs> NXT right now is kicking all sorts of ass. But anyway, moving on here. Uh, Fastlane on Sunday. We won't go match by match, but kicking it off, six-man tag team match. The match itself, inconsequential. And the fact we're getting a rematch uh, Thursday on SmackDown kind of speaks for itself. That They don't even give two craps about the match. But afterwards, though, Randy Orton making his long way to return after four months. And, you know, a hot return attacking Seth Rollins. And the next night on Raw, we're thinking he's going after Seth. He semi-aligns with the authority, accepts their business deal, tag teams with him in the main event, and before he can punt him, he says, uh, whatever, and then he walks off. So before I go into my thoughts on this, Marlon, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on Randy Orton's return and the very strange booking of him on uh, last night on Raw? I do, I do just want to say one thing first um, about that match. Did you see Kane selling the DDT and the RKO? Amazing, just taking it on both knees. <laughs> Kane in 2015. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, the match was whatever. Um, we all knew Randy Orton was going to return. 
that was all kind of what we were waiting for. Even the crowd knew. Uh, it was a pretty sweet return. I was happy to see him. I, I've i always been a big Randy Orton fan. You know, he's got kind of a craft character, but he's one of the better wrestlers in the company. So I was really stoked about this uh, return to set up the feud with Seth going into WrestleMania. And then last night I'm thinking, nice, he's going to RKO him right at the beginning of the show. Okay, he's going to RKO him right here while he's talking to the authority. Oh, he's going to punt him. Oh, well, he won't actually punt him, but he's going to RKO him. Okay, he did nothing. What's going on? So... I mean, obviously the match is still going to happen. He'll turn on him next week or the week after or something, but it's just that's one less week they could use to build the feud. So I don't know. It's kind of weird for me right now. I'm just interested to see what they're going to do with it. That's exactly it. They have, at this point, four or five weeks, so less than five weeks or four more Raws to build the WrestleMania. So I don't know at what point they're waiting to have Randy Orton turn on Seth Rollins. Like I thought the, the perfect time to do it was on Monday night after the match or during the match, whatever. Like, they booked him to come back and have him attack Seth Rollins. Like, the booking of it at the pay-per-view was great. And the way they did it, and I thought on on Monday they would have him attack him again or something along those lines. Like, I under I understand the approach they're taking with the slow burn, but they did that in November. Like, they've already done well, bring this. him back a month ago, then. Exactly. Then why? That's exactly it. Why not bring him back right after the Rumble or he in the Rumble could have been in the match at the Fastlane pay-per-view. That's exactly, that's exactly it. Then you could have done something... Yeah, well, exactly. Have him the sixth man instead of Big Show or King, God forbid, and then have him turn on Seth there. Like, they only have five weeks. Yep. So, like, I don't think they're looking at the calendar here because Undertaker's not back in. Neither is Sheamus, and like, I have no idea what Brian's going to do at WrestleMania. That's another issue, and we'll talk about that later. But RJ, your thoughts on Randy Orton and his odd booking of the last forty-eight hours? Love the return to Randy Orton. It's been four four months, way too long. The Viper had his best, one of his better runs coming into the end of the year, and kind of sucked that he didn't wasn't at TLC, Royal Rumble, or Fastlane. Well, he came in Fastlane. But, um, like I said, I think they, when they when I first heard them saying, like, they're semi-booking, I thought, or semi-alliance with the, with the authority, I was like, all right, they're going to turn them at the end of the, it's like, they're so predictable, like, he's going to turn them at the end of the Raw. Like with Ryback. With Ryback, yeah. But I think what I thought was, like, what they should have done, like, maybe he goes to punt him and then Rollins just rolls out of the ring. Like, without him doing anything, the Seth Rollins are kind of like, it, like, made, like, all right, is this not happening now? Like, are they mm-hmm. going a different direction with Seth Rollins and Orton? Like, I don't I didn't really understand what they were doing. I felt like they probably obviously will work on the feud and probably, like, SmackDown or Raw, they'll probably kick it off with or eventually turning on him. But maybe they're not going to do that. Maybe they go a different direction. I don't know. Maybe they do Rollins and Bryan and Orton and Sheamus. I don't know what they're going to do. I think, obviously, the recipe is for the Rollins Norm, but he comes back for fast like going to kick Seth Rollins' ass. The next night, they have a semi-alliance. That always happens. Like, okay. Then they usually connect the night and turn it on him. So it was kind of awkward how they had him RKO Jamie Noble, I think it was. Yeah. Or, yeah. And then, like, kind of scared away Joey Mercury. And then he, like, brought, he, like, picked Seth Rollins up and just left. It was so random and weird. So I think SmackDown, I think they have to turn, like... I don't think the f- the five weeks thing is as big as you're making a deal. I think you're a little it, high on the five weeks left. I don't think it really matters. They, if they build it correctly, it won't matter how long they take. But um, it is what it is. Hopefully they decide to turn anyone sooner than rather than later. In storyline, though, look at it this way. In storyline, Randy Orton is kind of making up for Seth Rollins attacking him, kind of forgiving the authority for what everything they did. He had four months of, the, of his career taken away from him. He was sitting on... He was out of action for four months, and then basically after last night, what that told me was that he pretty much forgave him, put his differences aside, and tag team with him. It's, that's not like Randy Orton at all. Like, you look him the wrong way, he's going to RKO you, like the character, you know? 
So the booking of that whole thing last night, I just don't get. And I understand, I understand what they're doing. Like a lot of people like the slow burn approach. I like that too. What they did last year, like you said, one of the better runs that he's had in quite some time was awesome. And I thought the attack was great. And to Marlon's point, I didn't think of that, but you could have brought him back a month ago and did that then. Um, I just think, like Marlon said, we need all the weeks that we can get with them feuding with one another. And like you said, maybe they change the direction. Maybe they do a tag team match at WrestleMania. I really have no idea. I think they're better off doing a one-on-one match. We'll have to wait and see. But, um, yeah, that was just really weird. If anything else that I thought, because Raw was not, I don't want to say it was terrible, but it was really not noteworthy. Nothing like, worthy. For a post... For a pre-mania Raw. Exactly. exactly. For, a, for, for a post-pay-per-view Raw, it was very no, not noteworthy at all. For the first Raw on the road to WrestleMania, aside from the Royal Rumble, like, they needed something big, like the return of Taker or a big match, a big moment. Literally the biggest part of the night was the Bushwhackers, I swear Pretty to God. Much. There was nothing like, else on that show. Cena and Rusev, he said no, so that doesn't get us any... Nothing for them for Mania. Then the Rollins and Orin thing was weird. Then Reigns and like Brian kind of weird. That was weird the only too. highlight of the show. That like, promo like, with Heyman too. Yeah, it was so weird. Like kick his ass. Like I don't know. It's so weird too. I think. But besides the Heyman promo, there really wasn't much. Like Stardust lost to Jack Swagger. Who cares? The Divas. Oh. The Divas match was probably the highlight of the night. Of what happened it was probably the highlight of the night. In a bad way. Exactly. In a bad way. And then, the Sting video package I thought was great. That was yeah, really good. Yeah, when they did the highlight of his career. The whole Sting and Triple H thing. We'll talk about that in a minute. I thought that was great on Sunday. But, um, yeah, I think that's really it, though. I think because it was a post-pay-per-view show, they needed something big to close the show with. Well, and just, that's, maybe we just expect too much. Maybe that's it. I mean, in 2015, maybe you expect too much from WWE's creative. But, um, I don't know. I was just waiting for something big at the end of the show. Like, usually, like I don't know if it's intentional, but sometimes when it happens, like, with a big moment, like with Punk's pipe bomb or um, with, eh, not, not Lesnar's return, there, like, a few of the other great moments in the last couple of years that closed the Raw... The Raw itself, like the Nexus debut was a prime example. That Raw's viewer choice thing, it was horrendous. Like one of the worst shows I've ever seen. It was like Hornswoggle and Kali like versus the Heart <laughs> Dynasty or something. It's on the network. You can see it. But uh, then they closed the night with like one of their biggest, hottest angles in a long time. So I don't know what the deal with that is. And maybe they can kind of, uh, maybe they can kind of fix it on the road to WrestleMania. I don't know. I mean, last year. It reminds we... me of the build up to 29 because like I just didn't care. Exactly. You know how all the matches were going to end. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, I don't think I don't care. I want to see the matches. I think no, I'm still excited, but I feel like they could yeah, be doing yeah, more. Sure, but, but 29 was like, okay, Del Rio and, and uh, Swagger, like, I could give two shits who wins. I knew Cena was going to win the Rock match. That was so predictable. Yeah. I think that was just like another, like, they kind of, like, they kind of, like, just picked it up and just, like, throw it out the curtain, like, come on, guys, save us. And 29 was a disaster. 29 was like, we're going to make sure this show sucks, so 30 is going to be a lot better. That's pretty much a tagline of that. what that WrestleMania was. 31, maybe. I'm not going to say it is, but it feels like this year. It has potential. It has potential. Like we said before, I think this show could be really good. I'm not going to say it. had potential, too. Oh, yeah, that's exactly it. That had potential, too, in 25, and that was not a good show, aside from Taker and Sean. But, um, you know, the last few odd WrestleManias have not been great, and I'm hoping 31 breaks that streak, but again, 32 is the one they're going to be building towards with 100,000 people everyone, in that stadium. Yeah, everyone's Texas. talking about that, how that's going to be one of the best shows ever. It's a, That's exactly it. Are they going to do Sting and Undertaker on that show? Well, and what I, they should be worried is about putting on a good show every WrestleMania. They should exactly have, it. They, it's their biggest show of the year that's going to be the biggest buys. They yeah. should make sure it's the best show every year. Like I said, like going to 27, 29, do they really think that was going to be the greatest shows? Like Swagger and Del Rio? No. no. They oh. had like the Shield and like 
I don't know who the hell they wrestled. Like Orton, Sheamus, and <laughs> Big, Big Show. Show. Okay. Who turned heel again after Who the turned match heel level. for the hundredth time? <laughs> then they had like I Team Hell No against Ziggler oh, and Ziggler and Biggie versus Big Team e. Hell No. Like that was, was, like, made an, no it was sense. like a it was like a four hour episode of Raw. If you exactly. Twenty nine yeah, was literally cool. a four hour episode of Raw. It was all it was. Pretty and much. then Rock and Cena, everyone knew Cena was gonna win. Yeah. And just I'm trying to think of other matches. And then, I like, get twenty finishes. Yeah. Twenty finishes. They just, yeah, they just—they oh, should wow. go into every WrestleMania and making them make sure it's like looks on paper. This is gonna be the best show of the year, and 27, 29, 25, 23. I can't really remember all the matches. I know Cena and was Michaels okay. was good. Twenty one was great, and then like nineteen, them were obviously good. Yeah, too. we talked about last week well, the best streak of WrestleMania. Nineteen, seventeen, the best ever. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think like. They need to focus, like, they're going to, like, oh, like, with the focus on 32, focus on this year now. they got to focus on the right 32. now. That's exactly uh, 32 has so much potential. I think it's because 32 has more potential. They have more matches they can, that you can just name off the top of your head now that could be great matches. Yeah. So I think, like, looking at this year's card, it's like, all right, these are matches we already know we're going to have in it for a couple months. But next year, like, Shield in the main event or, like, Sting and Undertaker, Cena oh. and Brian again. Like, there's so many potential matches you can make a year in advance. Like, this is what you want to see. Exactly. But I just think they should yeah, work this, this year. Yeah, this year we've known Reigns vs. Lesnar is going to happen for, like, seven or eight months. Yeah, we, that's, we, we've known that was going to happen dating yeah. back to SummerSlam when he won back the belt. So, um, yeah. yeah, still. I mean, I think, like you said, I think they should focus not even on WrestleMania, but even, like, the creatives. you got to stop worrying about the future and make right now the best thing. Because if you don't make right now... Like then, worth watching, exactly, the people won't, won't care, care about, about the it and they won't buy the pay per view. Exactly, that's exactly it. So hopefully they can focus on or that and network. make it a good show. But um, that said, though, uh, other things from Fastlane, I thought the Triple H and Sting thing, I thought was great. That was a really good segment. The show itself, I enjoyed. It's not a great show, but um, that was one of the better moments from that show, in my opinion. So RJ, I'll start with you. What were your in- initial impressions of the segment involving Triple H and Sting on Sunday night? I liked it, but I was I was thinking about what we're talking about. I hate how they keep bringing up the WWE versus WCW thing, dude. This this was something that happened 15 years ago. They really need to get away from the WCW and WWE thing. They make it seem like Triple H is the baddest guy in WWE at that time. One, no. at the, exactly, he was fourth or fifth best at that time. Austin Rock way better than him, and so was Taker. So. I don't know why they keep bringing up like WCW and WWE. I don't get that at all. I guess because they really don't. Besides him like screwing his. Because I think they have to use that because you screwed my job over, but I got it a month back later, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, they, like, can't, they can't use, use that, that exactly. anymore because it's so dumb. But I feel like they can use Sting's first match. Like, I know they mentioned. I don't even know if they mentioned that when Sting, you know, confirmed the match. I mean, it's been known for a while yeah. that he's going to be wrestling, but I mean, it still should feel like a big deal, like the first time he's ever wrestled in WWE. Maybe they're not going to make it that big of a deal because if it's a poop fest, maybe they That's exactly. That's a good point. That's a very good point. If they keep saying it's his first match, everyone's going to be excited, and if it's not even close to what they expect, the people want to crap all over it. That's exactly it. So, so I'm hoping that's not the case. Exactly, well, but I think I thought it was a good segment. Sting didn't say anything. Put the bat right under his chin. I, th- I was hoping Triple H hit him. I think it's kind of dumb having Sting go over in that moment. I think they should have had Triple H go over to get like some momentum. Now like Triple H looks like the little pussy. And Sting has to win. Exactly, exactly. Because then like the week before when he came, Triple H fell down, like was scared. Then he got his like got shown up on Fastlane. So now Triple H has to get back at him. But when we're not going to see Sting probably till. The night before, raw before Mania, yeah, exactly, or WrestleMania. So then Triple H looks weak going in the whole time. It's kind of they should have had Triple H go over, but I'm not booking it. So yeah, he could have pointed the, his bat at the WrestleMania sign and then attack him afterwards. Him with, yeah, he, he attacked him, him anyway. Yeah, yeah just hit don't him with do the sledgehammer. Exactly, don't do the sledge, uh, the uh, the skull, uh, the death drop or yeah, whatever it is. 
But, um, yeah, I thought the segment itself was really good. And like you said, I'm not a fan of the narrative of WCW versus WWE. Because if you look at it this way, it's like you're pitting the loser of the Monday Night War versus WWE. And in a way, if you think about it, and if Sting wins, and he has to win, that they're putting, they're saying that the loser of the Monday Night Wars is better than WWE, if that kind of makes any sense, if they have WCW beat the WWE guy. And I don't know. Like you said, I think they should kind of stray away from that, focus it on it being Sting's first match, even if the match sucks. Um, I think that's what it should be about. And I'm actually kind of glad, in retrospect, because I was initially frustrated with them doing Triple H, Sting, and then Undertaker, Wyatt, like having the two on the same show, Taker and Sting, and not doing them one-on-one. But I think it's actually a really good idea, because Sting's first match obviously has to be at WrestleMania, and they need to get a good feel of how he is in the ring. So if the match this year sucks, they can get a better feel for if they can do Taker, Sting next year, you know? And I'm still hoping that a Taker... Uh, Sting wins at WrestleMania against Triple H, and the next night, Undertaker comes out, because he's not going to show up until WrestleMania, apparently, which makes sense. Wins at WrestleMania. Next night on Raw, he comes out to speak his first words. Whoa, 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 whoa. Undertaker wins at WrestleMania? I think that's going to happen. I think it's happening, dude. Hashtag book it. I mean, it's a lose-lose situation either way, but I think if they're going to do Sting, Undertaker next year, Undertaker's going to win. I mean, it's not my favorite result, but... Like I said, it, it's a lose-lose either way. But Undertaker, Undertaker wins. Sting wins. Uh, next night on Raw, Undertaker comes out to speak his first words in over a year or something like that. Sting comes out, do the face-off to close Raw, which everyone thought was going to close Raw last year. Um, and it didn't happen because Sting didn't officially sign by that point. But then that's how you booked the WrestleMania 32 match. So we'll have to wait and see. But I don't know. That's that is, one way they could book it. If that happens, they should just take Bray Wyatt and throw him in a dumpster. Mike actually pointed out to me today. Um, but I'll get to you in a second because I want to point this out, uh, something that Mike said about the streak in Bray Wyatt. But Marlon, I want to get your thoughts quickly about the segment at Fastlane. What were your thoughts about um, Triple H and Sting confronting one another on Sunday night? Yeah, I was kind of bummed out that uh, Sting didn't get to talk. That's what I was waiting for the whole time. Um, I was kind of giving up on the segment until I seen him get the bat out. That was awesome. I'm waiting for the bat the whole time. I didn't think they were going to even let him use the bat, I thought. He was never going to get it out the whole time. But, yeah, like I said, he could have talked instead of just pointing the bat in Triple H's chin, whatever. Why wouldn't he just hit the bat out of the, out of his hands? Mm. So, like uh, RJ said, it made him look kind of weak. Um, yeah, I know RJ wants Triple H to beat Sting. Um, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised to just see, bam, pedigree, Triple H wins. That's it. Sting's done. That's what I think is going to happen. Well, you don't want Triple H to win, do you? No, Roger? I want Wyatt to win. Oh, you want Wyatt to win next year? Okay. Oh, okay. I think. Oh, okay. Oh, I want Wyatt to beat Undertaker. Yeah, that's the result that you want. Okay. Mm, it's a lose lose either way, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, Bray, Bray yeah, Wyatt I know, after I losing last year. What was that, Marlon? Oh, sorry, I didn't think too much of the confrontation. It was cool. We all knew how it was going to go. Set up the match, whatever. It wasn't anything to me. Yeah, I mean, it was basically the crowd sucked. Yeah, it was basically what I thought it was going to be, but the execution of the segment was what I enjoyed about it. But um, you mentioned the non-talking from Sting, and I thought that part was great. And I mean, I was also looking forward to him talk, but it occurred to me when I was watching that video package on Raw the next night, and how during the build-up to Hogan Sting at whatever yeah. pay-per-view it was, Starcade. Starcade. It was Starcade yeah. 97 or 98? 97. Was it 97, Marlon? 97. 97, yeah. yeah. So they do that, and then Sting didn't sing, say a single word for that entire build. And I think that's a year what they and could, a half build. A year yeah. and a half. So I think that's what they could do with Sting, because he's not the greatest talker. I mean, he's good on the mic, but you watch his TNA work, and it's like, 
I mean, maybe it's because... Imagine if as soon as uh, WCW got bought out, Sting had actually signed with WWE in 2001, and then for 14 years he just hung out in the rafters and didn't talk, and then this is finally when he had a match. (laughs) 14 years (laughs) without saying a single word. It's like almost as long as Undertaker's undefeated streak, just not saying a single word. That'd be interesting, but yeah, it's one of those what-if situations, whereas if Sting signed on... I think he was actually going to sign on due to a match at 18, actually, against Kurt Angle. That was actually written in at one point, and it didn't happen. But uh, nevertheless, going back to what I was saying before, I think it's best that he doesn't say anything until after WrestleMania because he doesn't need to say anything. I think Triple H is as good of a talker as he is. He can go on like kind of a tangent sometimes, but I think like on Sunday when he's motivated and he has good material, I think Triple H has gotten a lot better with his promos, especially recently. I mean, he's always been great. 2003, the guy was a freaking... Could have won Oscars for his fucking. Mic no, drops. I know, but in recent years with the authority oh, yeah. stuff, he's got to shake. So bland, it's so like it's not generic. His, it's yeah. the material that he's given to work with. But um, yeah, I think that's what happened. Should happen with Sting and Undertaker. But going back to what I was saying before, Mike and I were talking earlier about Bray Wyatt and Undertaker, and he made a very good point, and that he also agreed it's a lose-lose situation. But do you think if Bray Wyatt were to defeat Undertaker, it would diminish Brock Lesnar's win from last year, saying that not only could Brock beat him, but I could beat him too? So that doesn't make Brock Lesnar unique. Do you believe that? Wow. I think, I think it does because he beat him. The, he actually beat the streak. I think after the streak's broken, you could just say, after the streak was broken, Undertaker was a demo, demolished man, tried for another run, Bray Wyatt beat him. I think, now that, I think obviously that does make sense, but then why the hell would they have Bray Wyatt lose again at WrestleMania? We already saw what happened last year. That's the issue, That was the yeah. downfall of his career yeah. last year is when he lost to John Cena. No one gave two shits he won the Extreme Rules match. Then he got legit buried at Payback. Then he fought Jericho, which was that feud kind of sucked. And then he was in the championship match at Money in the Bank. Yeah, he lost to Jericho at Payback. No, Battleground. Battlegrounds. Lost no, in Money in the yeah. Bank. Then he wins at SummerSlam. All right, who cares? Then he was off TV to Hell in a Cell. Then he started getting some momentum. Right when he came back on the Hell in a Cell, too, people really didn't give two shits about him. Then they had him eventually winning over to Aaron Burroughs and stuff like that. So why do you build this guy back up again just to lose again? And it's not like they can re-up the Undertaker feud because Undertaker's done after WrestleMania. So what's he going to do after WrestleMania after all these great promos and build for two months? Oh, I lost to Undertaker. What the hell is he do next? Because if you lose the Undertaker, and then who is he going to wrestle? He make... can't go to the world champion then. Exactly. It would make no sense. It just... He... It'd make more sense for him to win than it would have him to lose. Because they built him up for freaking four or five months. His comeback in Hell in a Cell was in October. They pretty much made it back for him to come back and be top heel. He had a great Royal Rumble. He's had a good match over the last couple months. So they built him up just to have him lose again would make zero sense. And it'd just be like the Cena thing. Cena was worse, though. But Cena was last year, yeah. Cena will be Undertaker and be, uh, I think he'll beat Undertaker and probably feud with Reigns after he wins the belt and then they just kind of tied that over and tell Seth Cash in. That's just what I think. He has to beat Undertaker. I could see that. I could I see think, Exactly. Undertaker. I think they need to, if he comes out and beats Undertaker, he'll easily be, for he'll be the like number one contender for the title. Oh, yeah, easily. Then you can yeah. do Roman and Bray, and like you said, he would just do, you know, before Seth Cash is in eventually. So I could see that. But, it's um, a good first feud for Reigns and everything, too, especially over someone who just beat The Undertaker. So It's something fresh, too. Why it's a great worker, he can carry him to a really yeah. good match. But, um... What were we saying before? About a year ago, too. Oh, the Cena Wyatt stuff. I mean, that was easily the downfall of his career. And they, I mean, they've done a nice job of building him back up. But CM Punk said in his podcast a couple months ago that he didn't want to lose to Taker WrestleMania because he knows he's not going to get his win back. That's the issue with Taker working with like current guys. Because when he was working with current guys, 
which was, oh, God, when? Uh, like Edge or something? Like when Edge lost him at WrestleMania, he beat yeah, him like in that too. TLC match. You know what I mean? A couple months later. Or Batista, same thing. I can't think of anyone else. Mark Henry gives a shit. Mark, yeah, I mean, that's going Kane away. and him have traded so many times. Yeah, I mean, we're going you far down say, the like, hole. down the line, like him and Big Show. and like, Everybody, yeah, because he's still a main, rocker, main Flair, active. I don't know about him and Flair, but like you said... Like, 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 exactly. It's a great point. Like Punk, like Punk said, he can't get that win back because Taker's only once a year, and it looks worse for him because then they say you lost to Undertaker, and then when do you go? It's exactly. not like you can revamp that loss. I think Wyatt needs the win. I think that'd be it. Would just be another year that they just fucked up his booking by having him lose to Cena and then having him lose to Undertaker, especially at WrestleMania. I don't care if he lost Extreme. If he won at WrestleMania and lost Extreme Rules and Payback, it wouldn't mean much because everyone thinks of the WrestleMania win. But if you lose at WrestleMania, yeah. the biggest night of the year, then it's like, who cares? No one's gonna, most people watch WrestleMania, so even Only if, WrestleMania, exactly. exactly. The exactly. casual fans are just gonna watch WrestleMania because it's the best exactly. event of the year. So like, if they see him win, lose, then they see him like win at like, a, or they probably won't even see the pay per view. That's the last thing they think of a guy like, oh, he lost John Cena, he must be a loser. Yeah. They apply exactly. him as a loser. Exactly. 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 So that being said, kind of moving into the next feud that also involves John Cena. John Cena and Rusev having a, having a pretty good matchup, like you said before, at Fastlane. But it looks like we're also getting again at WrestleMania. I'm not pissed because we already kind of knew this beforehand. We all saw this coming, I mean, how many months ago? We were talking about this. I mean, there's a clip on the YouTube channel of us talking about Rusev and Cena, why it should not happen back in, like, September. So, I mean, it's, I mean this is obviously not shocking or breaking news, but... Rusev's losing at WrestleMania. I'm glad they delayed the inevitable and they didn't do it on Sunday. And I'm glad he won via knockout. But it just bothers me that they made this guy mean something. Like when he debuted, I don't know about you, but I couldn't care two shits about this guy when he first debuted. Like he seemed like we were talking about, we joked about it. The next Vladimir Kozlov. But they made him mean something. He's got great. He's a really good worker. Like we've like we've seen from him. But, um, you know, they build up this undefeated streak for nothing. For a guy like John Cena, like with Wyatt, he does not need the win. So, I don't know. I just don't get Do it. Do you but. think that Rusev could beat him, though? Very. I mean, that's what I thought with Wyatt. Like, oh, they should learn from their past mistakes, and they did. Like, you know, I, I don't see it. I think they might have a smart... Because oh, I hate saying that Cena will win... But I feel like the only reason they're really having them do it, because the U.S. title and those titles have been shit for so long that they might have the undefeated Rusev lose to John Cena, and the John Cena's the guy to hold the U.S. title to make it come back to something and have an up-and-comer come and beat Cena, like a Sami Zayn or one of them. So it would make the U.S. title feel something that the 15-time world champion who's holding the title beat the, the toughest U.S. champion they've had in the last five years, probably, because that title's meant nothing, really. Yep. Rusev's hold it for, like, I don't know how long. At least half Since a year. Since November. So, yeah. three or four months, yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. He's been undefeated since he's come back. He's beaten all these guys that no one cared about, but beat Cena. Big like show, Mark Henry. Exactly. But I think, I think that's the only reason they would have him win. If he beat Cena, then that would still be a plus, because then he beat Cena again. But then where do they go from there? Which, because then Cena would want to like a rematch, Extreme Rules. Or That's shit. exactly it. Whatever, have, whatever this feud is, they will have it go for three months. They, oh, like they did with Y. They dragged that. And it would even out. look even worse if they had Cena win, then Rusev win it, win it back at Extreme Rules. Because then, then Cena would be like, I want a rematch, and then he'd have it a payback. And yeah, like, yeah. It's just stupidness. I think, I hope Rusev goes over, but I, after last year and being <laughs> disappointed about the whole Wyatt stuff, I just, I think. He's he's doomed. 
this is what I think is going to happen. <laughs> Cena wins the belt at WrestleMania, and he loses it back to Rusev at Extreme Rules. And then you have someone interfere in that match, and Johnson is next feud kicks off. I don't, with who, I have no idea. But that's what I see happening, unfortunately. What I would do is, in a dream booking scenario, you have Rusev go over at WrestleMania, and then he's like, I beat John Cena on the grandest stage of them all. And that night after WrestleMania, the same night he debuted at last year, I'm going to issue an open challenge to anyone on the roster. Sami Zayn comes out and beats him. And he gets the big rub. Like, I know you were saying, like, whoever beats Cena gets the big rub. But, I mean, I think even having Rusev beat the face of the company gets a big rub from beating him and getting that win and having him retain that title against the face of the company. Yeah, you but, know? but do you... But the thing is, I feel like that's just, like... He's worked up all that way to win, and then he loses the next night to an upcomer. I think that just, like... It's, like, out it of kills, It kills his whole booking, though. No, well, no, Everyone's I mean, thought this big, strong guy, and then Sami Zayn comes and beats him. It doesn't him. have to be Sami Zayn. It could be anyone from NXT. Kevin Owens. It could it be, be Kevin Owens, but still, but... but you I, know what I mean? But uh, I think if they have him win, they should let him hold it for a little bit. Don't just let <laughs> him lose right away. I get, like, the whole cocky, like, I beat... Yeah. John Cena. But where like do you go with Rusev after WrestleMania? Title or no title with John Cena? Where do you go with him after that? Where do you John see Cena they can put with anyone. It no, no, no. Rusev. Rusev. <sighs> That's the thing. That's, That's the, the thing with the, the mid-card titles. With these guys. Well, not even with the mid-card titles. The undefeated streak is what kills these guys. Yeah. That's a kind of what I was kind of happy with Baron Corbin, how he already lost. So you that don't was, have to worry yeah, about... Yeah. Ryback, too. But nah... The aftermath could have been there with Ryback. I'm not going to go on a huge tangent about this, but they made him lose every pay-per-view match. That was what killed him. But it's just like, the undefeated streak, people think of so much, and Russo's been undefeated for so long. Like Once he loses, everyone's like, okay, I can give two shits about this guy now. The aftermath has got to be there, I think. But I don't have faith in them to ever... They have never done that correctly. Like with Vladimir Kozlov, that was all yeah. about the undefeated streak. But he but, wasn't any good, though. Exactly. At least I think Russo's good enough that they could salvage they could do a something loss. With exactly. Yeah. They could do something with him. I don't see, main main event guy. Eh, no, I don't really see it. I think upper he, mid card. I can he's see. an upper mid card IC title. I think he's made the US title mean much over the years, over this like past since couple he months. Won it, yeah. Since he's won it, I think obviously like no one really cared that he beat like Bruce, uh, Sheamus, yeah. Sheamus, and he's made it mean more. He's made it mean way more than anyone else. Cause he's been booked correctly. Yeah, the booking is what the issue is. It's yeah. not the, the the champion. Exactly. Like. We already know this, but... I think with Rusev, I think after WrestleMania, the biggest issue with these guys is, we've talked about this before, Sheamus, Jack Swagger, Wade Barrett, all these guys, they put them up against John Cena in, like, their first year, and then where do you go from there? Exactly. You, you've got you, nowhere to when go. When you put them with the top-tier guys... Bray Wyatt, the same exact thing. You can't, like... John Cena's the top guy. Yeah. If you think of WWE, you think John Cena's top... Even without the title, he's the top guy in no, WWE. You, you know? can't once you fight the top dog, you're going down. That's exactly it. So it's got, the same like, exact thing as Hogan back in the day. I mean, someone feud with him, come up for a couple months, lose, and then what they do after that? Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. In the eighties, exactly. they would just build up the heels only to feed to Hogan. But in twenty fifteen, I think it's different because you need these heels for the long term. That's Hogan. what they've done for WrestleMania for the last two years for Cena, though, too. Like you say, with Bray Wyatt. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, I mean, he already beat Rock at WrestleMania 29, too. So, I mean, I feel like he can take a loss this year. And he doesn't, he's not going to lose. He should have taken a loss last year. It would have meant something. That booking for that match was Ru so... Ruined Cena and it ruined Cena for the next year. And it ruined Wyatt, too. It ruined his that match this year. That booking was so, like, that whole feud had so much potential. And Cena had to go over, which I don't understand. Yeah, I think he's just so egotistical that he needs to win at WrestleMania. Like, get over it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I couldn't like, believe he, he won. did lose to The Miz, which sucks, too, I guess. Now that I'm thinking about it, like Graham's thinking about it, he did lose to The Miz. He did lose to The Miz. 
even I, with or without rocks interference. It still sucks. I don't know. I just think the, the, the thing is, is that what, that would have meant something if they did something with the Miz afterwards. Yeah. Whereas the Miz, I mean, he's he's doing well for himself now, but after that, he was in the crowd. He lost to Alex Riley a couple months after that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what does it really mean? Exactly. I just think you need it has. Let's uh, like Michaels beating Brett for the title at WrestleMania 12, and then going on to be a mid Carter for the rest of his career. Like hell. that that win solidified him as a star. With Miz, didn't do anything. Well, just, that's because like that in 2009, 2010 period wrestling was really really down. I couldn't yeah. like I was very on All and those off. people that were on top. I was on point. and off during that time because like I don't give a shit about the Miz. I don't care about Jack Swagger. I don't care Sheamus. about Del Rio, Sheamus. All these guys are getting the title. People I could care shit like. I, I would just watch Raw, just DVR, and I'd just skip the whole thing because I could give two shits what happened. Like, I couldn't remember the last, like, that year was probably, those two years, probably the two years of wrestling that I really, yeah. since watching wrestling, I really gave two shits about. 09 and 2010 were like the John Cena, Triple H, and Randy Orton on top years. Like, you go back to 09, every main event is either Triple H and John Cena, Cena or Orton, or just every combination of those Because they had guys. no one else. That's exactly Like it. you said, because they brought Sheamus up, so he had to face Cena, so they didn't want to have to beat Cena or face Cena. What has he done just, since then? Exactly. Cause you, and it's just like Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett's a thing. They brought Cena, then he goes down. Because once you face the top guy, you, and you're not a bigger star than him, you're going all the way down. Randy Orton can feud with Cena because he's a top guy. Yeah. You know who Randy Orton is. CM Punk, the same thing. But when you're Rusev or Bray Wyatt, you kind of need to beat Cena. Well, that's exactly it. And I don't want to harp on this, but that's why with the brand split, after you kind of lost, like with Sheamus, after he you know lost the WWE title and was kind of quote-unquote ruined on Raw, he went over to SmackDown, reigned as world champion for like eight months. You know what I mean? Like with Rusev, if he lost to John Cena, it's okay. We'll bring him over to SmackDown and give him the world title. Like something like that. Yeah. But with nowadays, there is no SmackDown. There is no World Heavyweight Championships. You can't do that. So if you lose to Cena, you're done. So that's why I'm really concerned for that match and Undertaker Bray Wyatt. It's kind of going back to that same thing. But um, before we go any further, I just want to ask, Marlon, what are your thoughts on the whole Cena-Rusev situation? How do you see it playing out at WrestleMania and, and beyond? Um, yeah, I don't I don't have a problem with Cena winning, to be honest. It uh, makes sense. Rusev's undefeated. No one's beaten him. Cena's, you know, the top guy. He can beat anyone, so why can't he beat Rusev? I mean, whatever. He's going to win, I'm sure of it. So... That's not a big deal. I think the way you can combat that is uh, Rusev loses, and then he just goes and kills everyone for the next couple of months and kills Cena at the next pay-per-view, like absolutely demolishes him, wins the title back. And then he can feud with whoever's the world champion, unless it's Seth Rollins, you know, because that's not going to work. But Rusev can still survive a Cena loss because he's been booked pretty well the last couple of months. The only way to do it, though, is to just have him kill guys and kill guys big time Daniel Bryan Dean Ambrose Dolph Ziggler just kill all those guys get lots of heat on them get the US belt back and then just go from there that's pretty much what I figured they'll do going forward I mean I'm not happy with the direction they're currently taking but it's not like they're gonna like I expect Rusev to win and then Cena wins like it's not like that that could be a lot worse but um yeah I mean you just gotta take what you get I Cena beat Bray, Bray Wyatt last year I couldn't believe it so this don't, year I'm just kind of expecting him to win <laughs> Dude, I almost got up and left. I was so fucking. It mad. was so it was so depressing because at first everything that happened before that that WrestleMania was fantastic. And yeah, was, I literally looked at my friend. I was, was like, so dude, great. I might literally just go walk outside. I was so mad. And the streak ended up right after that too. <laughs> I love that part, but no, yeah, I know because there's Brock Lesnar in the way. But it was I was done. still so mad. Like Cena wins, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I said. And a year later, and it still doesn't make any sense. 
But speaking of WrestleMania, no. Daniel Bryan's plans are not yet set in stone. Like, I still have no idea what they're going to do. And that's what they should have ended the show with. Like, if anything, you do your Rollins and Orton thing, and you have Sheamus come back and attack Bryan, if that's what they're going to do. So I'll ask you, RJ, first, what are your thoughts on Daniel Bryan's current course going into WrestleMania? Because right now they really have nothing for him aside from what's been rumored. I feel like they – I think, obviously, they have a plan. We don't know the plan. They obviously have a plan, I think. At this point, they have they to. They have to have a plan. They're freaking <laughs> WWE. They always have plans. They have triple backup plans. Like, I just think seeing another Sheamus Bryan match is something I don't want to see. I saw it at 27 in the dark match. Eh, was it a great match? Not really. Then for a mid card match. For a mid card match, it worked because it was a dark match and it is what it is. It was for the U.S. title, but yeah. whatever. The next year in WrestleMania, they ruined Daniel Bryan and <laughs> lose to Sheamus in 18 seconds. Just stupid. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. I think it's just like that's something you don't do to a guy that could be a top tier person. I think that was a mistake on their part. I think it kind of helped his career because then he kind of went heel a little bit more after that. The hell no. I think, think it was so. the best thing that ever happened to him. Yeah, it, 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 it gave birth to the yes chant, but I won't say it, it buried Daniel Bryan, but I think it was so bad because we were all expecting oh, a great, great match. Now we got extreme rules, but it should have an Exactly. Yeah, we're match, expecting right. good match and it ends in 18 seconds. That's it's right. like, you yeah. know, the World Heavyweight Championship is a joke now. It's not, like, we should have gotten the, thir- the 18 seconds thing with, like, Del Rio and Swagger. Exactly. Like, that's, what, that's when it should have happened. And then, like, I just, I'm not the biggest fan of Sheamus either. Like you said, he's had his better work, his best work was when he started off in WWE, being Cena and that stuff, as a heel. Him coming back as a heel, like what? The, what would the story of him coming back and being Brian would make no sense? Because he was wrestling, Brian was hurt, then he's hurt, and Brian comes back. There's no. Well, story there's no there. story at all. Organically, what no. would the story be with Sheamus coming against? What, like there's no way. Like I don't know how they're gonna interact them in a story because they both were gone for injury. Like where they were. Like it's just so confusing because I don't know what they're gonna do because like they both are gone when the other one was hurt. And then we don't know when Sheamus is actually coming back. They keep saying he's coming back, but we don't know when he's coming back. And then, like, what would spark a feud between them? Like, Daniel Bryan's already out of the title picture, so he can't, like, say he screwed him over in the title picture. What's so the I, motivation? Exactly. There is no motivation. That's why I wouldn't... I mean, the match could be good. That's not my issue. It's the story that I like the most, and if there's no story there, there's no way I'm going to enjoy it. I mean, they can maybe, you know, pull something out of their ass in the next few weeks. I'd but... rather see a Rollins... I'd rather see a Rollins and Bryan match than... Brian and Sheamus again. I don't know. I wouldn't want to see a Sheamus and Orton match, but Orton Brian Rollins needs another good big match. Is the oh, issue? Yeah. Like, do you want to see him in the Andre Giant Memorial? I don't think so. Oh no. Because I don't think he'll win it, and I don't think it'll mean two shits if he wins it. Because who's he going to beat? The Big Show, Curtis Axel, people that don't mean dick. So they need him in a big match after last year headlining WrestleMania, winning two matches. Now he's not even on like the main card of WrestleMania. He's behind all these matches that like people are already excited about, and he's kind of floating around in purgatory, not knowing what he's gonna do. I think they have a plan. Hopefully, it's not Sheamus. I just they have no plan. Like there's nothing to keep. There's nothing for me to be interested. In. Just only thing that has me interested in this match is me that I like Daniel Bryan. Besides that, I could give two shits. I hate Sheamus. Well, the thing is, is that I think with Sheamus, this is, again, another feud we've seen time and time again, but at least the motivation would have been there. The last time we saw Sheamus was when he was on Team Thor, or uh, Team Sheena. Remember going into Survivor Series? And he was supposed to be on his team. He got attacked by Mark Henry or Big Show or something. And who ran out to save him? Absolutely nobody. John Cena was nowhere to be seen. And that could be the story that they could use, that he didn't, that John Cena... Um, you know, helped him cost him a few months of his career. Like that, as at least something. Cause like you said, that has nothing to do with Daniel Bryan, though. No, no, I'm saying that's why they should have done Cena and Sheamus. 
Like you have Cena get his match, you know, he loses his match on Sunday to Rusev, and you do Sheamus and John Cena at WrestleMania. Again, a few that I don't want to see again. But what but, did you do with Brian then and Rusev? You wouldn't have them fight because that wouldn't make sense. But again, at least the story there would be with Sheamus and you could do something else with Daniel Bryan. Like Brian and Sheamus, I don't really care to see. And then with Brian, you could do something else. You put him in. The triple threat's out of the question. I don't want to see the title match. That world title match turned into a triple threat because we saw that last year. There's really not many options. I mean, oh, you do just do Brian and Dolph Ziggler. I mean, there is a story there that they want to steal the show, and they've already kind of established that, and I wish they would go in that direction. There, Maybe they will, but right now it's looking like we might get a four-way for the Intercontinental title involving fucking R-Truth and, uh, and Dolph Ziggler and, um, and Bad News Bear, who doesn't mean anything, and Dean Ambrose has cooled off in the last couple months. So. What would you think? The thing is, like, that would be, like, that makes sense. I feel like those guys are kind of, besides Dolph Ziggler, I think Ambrose has kind of been treated like as a mid-card guy recently. After and, main eventing Raw for a week. Exactly. I think Raw. he's above that, but that's where he's kind of been put lately. And main eventing two pay-per-views. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah. that's another rant for another day. But um, I think they have, like, Reigns, Ambrose is obviously a main event guy. I think Ziggler has the main event potential. But they're kind of like, they have nowhere to put him, so they kind of put him in the IC title thing. Like, I think if they put Daniel Bryan in that match and he won, it would make, I would give two craps. If Daniel Bryan was put in a fatal foil for the IC title, where the title means nothing, to a guy that lost to freaking R-Truth. And Sin Cara. And Sin Cara. <laughs> <laughs> I say it so fast, I didn't catch it. Sin Cara, for God's sakes. Like, even if Ambrose wins it, it's like winning a piece of trash. Because it doesn't mean anything. Because it means it nothing. It means nothing. They could literally take that title and put it in the trash, and it literally wouldn't mean anything. <laughs> they have a better. They have a better chance of taking, bringing back like the European Championship, or just bringing back another championship and just putting the IC title in the trash. Because it literally means shit right now. Because people keep winning and losing it, and the people that keep winning it have the worst booking ever, and they keep losing. With the title, to pe- it's not like they're just losing to good people, losing the guys that don't randomly. Ma- they don't make they any w- sense. Randomly lose to people that doesn't matter. Brad News lost to who? Who did he lose last night? He lost S- to Dolph Ziggler. Okay, that Clean. means something. Clean. Clean. Yeah. That's not good though. But it just makes no sense to lose to Sinkara. Our truth, for Christ's sake. Our truth has been relevant. Like, they should, exactly. Like, ugh, I don't know. I that, think, the thing is, is that I don't agree with the argument that putting Barrett and Ambrose in a feud is going to revitalize the Intercontinental no. title. I like no. the feud. It could be a really good feud, but the issue isn't who's feuding for the title. The issue is not who's champion. It's them fucking losing match after match. When you lose match after match, no one cares about that title. Just, like the, just like the United States title meant nothing when Dean Ambrose had it because he never defended it, so it didn't matter. He didn't defend it for like six months, for Christ's sake. That title meant more with Ambrose than it, than the IC title does with Barrett because at yeah, least because he at least losing he was matches. losing. He was still winning matches, but he just didn't defend it. Yeah, exactly. That's it's why it was so meaningless. Dumb, like, Imagine if an '89 Ultimate Warrior lost every single match and then just went on to the main event of WrestleMania six. Ex- ex- exactly, exactly. That's why no that match sense. meant something with Warrior and Hogan because that title is built up to mean something. I mean, the title, that was 20 years ago, but that, that title's meant trash. Lots of yeah, 10, yeah, for sure. Even but, in, like, 2004, Shelton Benjamin, uh, you know, guys like that yeah. still meant something. Exactly. Those guys Randy, are winning their matches. Randy Orton made that title, but like you said, 
Yeah, Intercontinental title used to mean something. Used to, if you beat one Intercontinental title and then you lost, you're the next one to main event. I remember, I don't know if it was 02 or 03, No Mercy. They had Kane, the IC title champion, against Triple H, who's the World Heavyweight oh, Champion. Yes. That means something. Even if Kane loses and he puts a good showing on, that means whoever has IC title has a chance to run with the World Heavyweight mm-hmm. Champion or WWE Champion. If you're Bad News Bear, do I think he's going to beat Brock Lesnar? <laughs> That's the thing. If he loses to Sin Cara. Like, the IC title got unified against the European title and the hardcore title. The IC champion won both times. That's exactly. why that title was kept. You know, yeah, it was an important it. title. It means something when they keep winning. It's like the Usos lost lost the Lewis Matadores every week. Would I, would I care about the Tag Team Championship? No. Exactly. They need to think of the booking. At least the Divas Championship hasn't changed in a while. Nikki Bella wins. It's like she loses to freaking Rosa Mendez and Cameron. <laughs> That's and exactly Cameron what and Eva Marie on main event. Yeah. They need a... They just... Uh, I don't get it. I don't get the it. The thing is with that championship, you go down the line who has held that IC title in the last couple of years... That's exactly it. That IC title should be looked at. It's a stepping stone to the World Heavyweight Championship. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Barrett, Kofi, Miz. Have any of those guys been world champion in the last three or four years? They've been in the same place than they were than they were. Biggie. Biggie. They're in the same place as they were in 2011, 2012. You know? Biggie. Like, none of these guys. Biggie, I thought, had a chance. They They squashed that. Exactly. They ruined him, too. They ruined him when they put him in the new day. Curtis, Curtis Axel. Axel. I thought he could do something. I thought he had a chance. He was freaking beating Triple H and Cena, and then all of a sudden he's nothing. Yeah, what exactly. he's doing now as is Axel Mania is better than what he was doing as Intercontinental. Exactly. Yeah. What I, a match last night. What a match, yeah, against Ryback. Yeah. It just, I don't get their booking. It just, you want to make your mid-card strong, but if the mid-card titles mean nothing, and they keep losing to lower-tier people, then the fan, not even, the hardcore fans will just be like... This title sucks. Even the casual fan be like, this guy's a champion, he loses every week? That yeah. makes no sense. It just, like, it makes no sense of what the real issue is. Pretty much. I mean, that title never... I don't even know how you would go about making it mean something. I mean, it's as simple as making them win matches. The only but... way they can make... The only way in recent... If they wanted to make something, yeah. they would have to have a guy like Ziggler or Brian win the title. They hold it for a couple months. They go on and beat the World Heavyweight Champion. They would have to do like the Ultimate Warrior Hogan thing. Yeah. Have the IC champion yeah. beat the World Heavyweight Champion. Which hasn't been done since. Exactly. So which would make sense is then to be like, oh, the IC champion can beat the World Heavyweight Champion. But we already know Daniel Bryan can do that. But, but that's still... you can't even just do it that fast. You have to build him up again before that. Well, yeah, over yeah, time. Yeah. But I think Daniel Bryan's over enough that people wouldn't, he wouldn't need to build up that much. Yeah. He'd have to defend the title for the title to mean something because, like, Brian's over, but the title has to get over. Yeah, well, yeah. like you said, hold it for a couple months, months. Or for a while, yeah. Like, they could have, like, yeah, SummerSlam, like, Seth guys. Rollins versus yeah. Daniel Bryan. Exactly. The IC title. Remember, like, a couple years ago, Royal Rumble 08, I was watching it on the network. It was Jeff Hardy's Intercontinental Champion facing Randy Orton, the WWE Champion, and they came this close to winning the belt on that <laughs> night. Like, that was a great feud match, and it made that title mean something because the Intercontinental Hardy, Champion. Too. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, he was over as all hell in 2008. But um, still, though, I mean, that's pretty much what all it takes. And that's, like you said, you put it on Dolph Ziggler, you make it rain, like, make him rain as Intercontinental Champion for a couple months. And every time I think they're going to start to do that, like after when he beat The Miz for the belt, like Night of Champions or something, and he yeah. won against Cesaro. Luke Harper. Yeah, Luke Harper, that whole thing. Like he was going as champion for a while. Um, he had that awesome ass ladder match at TLC, and you think it's going to mean yeah. something again? He drops the title to Bad News Barrett two weeks later on the, in the first episode of Raw. And Bad News Barrett, you go back and watch the final Raw of 2014. His music hits against Cesaro. The crowd, they don't go crazy, but there's a nice pop there. They're yeah. like, oh, Bad News Barrett's back because he meant something before he left. 
And he's in the next week, literally the next night, he lost to Sin Cara. Like it took him a week to fucking ruin this guy. Like, oh my god, it ruined. It just bothers the hell out of me. But um. Well, I thought because everyone was talking about Wade Barrett was maybe going to win Money in the Bank, yeah. Beth Rollins. Yeah, exactly. So then when he came back, I'm like, okay, he's going to win the IC title again. That's kind of his thing. He wins that, and then right away, it's like, what is the point? Exactly. Like we said, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but you, like you said. Richer get richer, poorer get poorer. There is no exactly. There's right no mid card right now. It literally is. That's where they're really upper upper mid card or main event scene. Ziggler, Ryback, Ambrose. Yep. Or you're just like absolute shit, and there's plenty of shit. They Barrett, I think is good, but they've ruined him. Where he's in that Barrett shit is category. in that shit category. They just ruin guys. Ryback, Sankara, our truth, Adam Rose, like the people, no. Fandango, people that don't care about are in that shit category, and they have to result to those people. They have to revert to those people beating the mid card champion because they have no one else. They just another thing I think they should do, which it's not that big of a change, but if they ever tried to make the IC title change make mean something again, change back to the old belt. Get rid of the white belt. It's people, not a bad design. It's not. A, I'm not saying it's a bad design. I'm saying people associate the white, the white shitty icy, the white icy title with the shitty people that meant nothing. If Daniel Bryan brought back the old icy title and made it mean something again, people would actually vitalize it again. I think that was the mindset behind why they switched it the first time a couple well, years. Because ago. Because in 09, 2010, yeah. no one yeah. gave a crap. That's why. All oh, they've been burying the title ever since. Exactly. Freaking Cody Rhodes lost a big show at WrestleMania 24 or 28. I was watching lost today. Lost it a month later. Yeah, exactly. And then lost it the next month <laughs> at Extreme Rules. That's, that's exactly it. It just yeah. it makes no sense. They I just, just watched that today. No. Exactly. I watched it today and I was like, this is ridiculous. They really. Give Big Show's big win at WrestleMania. I think it even this would make a lot of sense and it means something. Say that Brian wins the title, goes throughout the whole spring into summer holding the title. SummerSlam, him versus Rollins for the title. Title for title, Rollins wins the title. Next night in Raw, the authority. I think the story will be around for a while. People can keep bitching. It's, they're going to be around for a while. I'll see them leaving anytime soon. Rollins goes, you know what, I have this title that doesn't really mean nothing to me. I am the already champion. Someone from NXT comes up, maybe a Kevin Owens. So like that, he joins Simple the authority, Lord. and Rollins goes, here you go, you're, not, I'm, you're the IC champion now. So you associate Brian holding it, so that's a strong title. Then you have Rollins win it, so he's strong. Then you give it to a guy that's up and coming that people will know, like a Kevin Owens or Finn Balor, and be like, all right, this title means something. Then make them mean something after they have the title. If you keep having to change every month with guys that keep winning and losing the people that don't matter, then it means nothing. It's changed hands every Ziggler month. Ziggler has since become like, the hottest or the coldest guy in month in matter of months. Yep. He was the hot one of the hottest guys coming out of Survivor Series. Wins TLC, and then he just shits the bed. Yeah, got fired, and that did nothing for me. There's it complete waste of People time. didn't care. That's Lost why. the fast lane too. He got pinned by Kane. Kane pinned him in the fucking opening match of fucking Fastlane. Sorry, I just broke the mic over here. Kane but, um, pinned. Kane, not even Seth Rollins. Fucking not even Jon Stewart beat this guy. He got pinned by Dolph. He got pinned by Kane. It should have been Eric Rowan. If, if Kane was going to beat someone or Big Show was going to beat someone, it should have been Eric Rowan. Oh it makes God. no sense for Ziggler to get yeah, pinned. exactly. Clean. Clean! <laughs> Dolph Ziggler in 2015 punch, lost, exactly. lost to Kane clean. Uh, and they're going to put these two on the card, too. That's a concerning part. Big Show and Kane. they got to keep those guys far away from that WrestleMania card. I'm hoping they're they tackle be, they're oh. a giant. 
Oh, oh yeah, that's a good place for him. I they, that's them. exactly where they belong. That's exactly where they belong. I agree. They'll, they'll blow up Kane's numbers in the Royal Rumble, make him <laughs> seem yep. that he's the big bad machine. Yep, yep, he'll be yep. get thrown over by Los Matadores. He's like fourth person in. Just kidding. They'll knock everyone out, and it'll be between those two idiots, and one of them will win. Oh, no. Don't even say that. Don't even <laughs> say <laughs> that. After the Royal Rumble, what can you assume? Uh, yeah, that's, true. That, that's exactly it. But before we go off the air, one quick question. Marlon, I'll start with you. Who do you think, early prediction, is going to win the Honor the Giant Memorial Battle Royal this year? Ooh, I didn't even think it was going to be on the card. I thought it was not even going to make it this year. I thought everyone was talking about it, and they weren't even going to do it. Um, early prediction, I thought it would have been Ziggler, but I, like you said, they're going to go in the fatal four-way direction. It seems like um, Miz has got to be the guy because Miz is in the match already, so they're clearly not doing Miz versus Miz Dow WrestleMania. So I think it's going to come down to those two in the end that Miz has got to win it. Couldn't agree more. That's what I'm booking too. RJ? Axelmania, baby. <laughs> Curtis Axel with an upset of a he's, lifetime. He's not one second into the match. That'd be so funny, dude. Guarantee he'll get thrown through the middle of the rope, fall out, and he'll like throw, somehow throw like the big show cane over. He'll win. They're not going to build him up just to get like squashed. Oh, they, they, they're just doing this just to kill time. No, I promise you. Yes, they no, are. No, not. Curtis Axel. If he wins it, I owe you a million dollars. I said the same thing yeah. to John when the streak got broken last year. I said if Brock wins, I owe you a million dollars. If Brock wins, he's like, you owe me a million dollars. Oh, I'm my sorry. God. Before, but, uh, wait, one more thing. I want to talk about the John Stewart and uh, Seth oh, go ahead. Thing. Go I think ahead. that's... I think that's actually something that like they just said on Raw. I don't think that was meant for something. No. John Stewart obviously answers. Seth Rollins responds. That was really and cool. And I, I heard, I, like I that. saw that they have live tapings or live W live in New York City this Friday, coming Friday. Yeah. Yep. So I think they could tape us. I think this is something that could help Seth Rollins. Yeah. Get him on the mainstream <laughs> mainstream TV that most people wouldn't see him. Exploit him. Even do like an angle with him and John Stewart. I don't think. Oh, come out to like a mania match. I hope Not to yet. God, you know, they've done like Snooki <laughs> and all those bimbos and freaking Maria Menounos. I, I saw that today. She did not belong on WrestleMania <laughs> yeah. cards. You know, Snooki or uh, Mayweather. Oh, Mayweather was even a stretch with Big Show. Yeah. But um, even just like have a, a good segment, it's just something that brings it to, to, out to the casual person that wouldn't know who Seth Rollins is. I think this is a perfect opportunity to get Seth Rollins out to people that don't know. That no wrestling just don't know him in general. Yeah. It helps get the focus off the scandal last week. Too. Exactly. I mean, no one's talking about it Absolutely. now. But I mean, maybe maybe they would have been after. I don't know if that had not happened. But I think even John Stewart's response. I know he's a TV personality, but he was great. He was so funny. If even if he was reading up a script, if he did, he did it amazingly because I thought that was awesome. But um, <laughs> yeah, Marlon, any final thoughts on the on the John Stewart thing? John Stewart, Seth Rollins, WrestleMania. Book it. <laughs> Hashtag book it. And John Stewart wins. And then Rollins <laughs> catches in later on that night. Just do it. Absolutely. Hashtag book it. Randy Orton for Sheamus. Then Rollins. <laughs> then John Stewart can rightfully be the number one contender to the title. I could see that. Brock Lesnar versus John Stewart next time on the Raw. Hashtag book it. They've done freaking plenty of stupid stuff in WCW. What's they his did. name? I forgot his name when I when I did yeah. it the first time. Jay Leno. Arquette. No, Jay Leno, but who David won the championship? David Arquette David Arquette, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah David yeah. Arquette won the WCW <laughs> championship. Oh, they can bring man. back the Triple Cage match, too. Now, why not? Why would I just bring <laughs> everything? While we're bringing in Sting, bring everything back from WCW. Exactly. The triple Cage, bringing Abdul the Butcher and the fucking getting electrocuted in the chair match, whatever that was. <laughs> I watched that the other day. I was like, this <laughs> is you really? Oh, my God. And Mick Foley was involved in that shit, too. That's how bad it was. Oh, my God. I feel bad for him. 
But um, that's going to close it out. WrestleRant Radio this week, our first post-Fastlane show on the road to first WrestleMania. First fastlane show ever. Yeah. We got four weeks to go into WrestleMania. We got next week, week after, week after that, and then WrestleMania week. I have another question for Graham. Go right ahead. Was Fastlane better than the Elimination Chambers from the past? I know you're a big hater on the February pay-per-view, so I, you've got very high reviews on the Fastlane show, so I want to get your thoughts on the Fastlanes compared to Elimination Chamber. Good question. Better than last year's Elimination Chamber? Yes. The Wyatt match was amazing, but the rest of that show was not good. 2013? I liked the Elimination Chamber last year. It's a moment. The chamber match itself was good. I don't know. I did the pay per view. There's too many yeah. like run-ins. I feel like the Wyatt family ran in, and Thorny yeah, got yeah. involved. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was bad. Yeah. Then lose at WrestleMania. 2013 was okay. The only real chamber match, chamber pay per view that I'll say <clears throat> was on par with last night's show on Fastlane. Go back and watch 2011. Like that was a great show. Was that the one that? Jericho got screwed. Eh, that was 2010. No, but that's the best one. That was a good one too. I, I haven't seen that one, so I can't. I can't say that one was. I mean, I, you know, based off the results, it was really good. But I haven't seen it yet. But 2011 was really good. But um, yeah, I would say it, the, the the match, the pay per view itself, Fastlane was better than the Chamber pay per view. I missed the Chamber match, and I wish they'll bring it back at some point. But I think it was better than Elimination Chamber. I mean, better the fa- if they have it only ever once or two, or once every two or three years. That's what I'm hoping for. I mean, I'm hoping that I'll get rid of it. When That's you have sh- six guys that really deserve to be in there. Exactly. That's what they should do instead of um. What is it? Um, that, that's what they should do with Hell in a Cell. You know, bring it back every once in a while instead Absolutely. of stupid pay-per-view. TLC too, but that's you know that's a little enjoyable sometimes. Money the match should stay where it is. But uh, nevertheless, RJ, of course, this is our road to WrestleMania. So any more bold predictions before we go off the air? Bold predictions. Anything you expect to happen next week, week after on the road to WrestleMania? Might as well state them now because we're at the beginning of the road to WrestleMania. Uh, try that. <clears throat> So much can happen. I, I don't think I have a bold prediction, but I hope they weed out the shit guys and bring in some NXT people. Night after WrestleMania, I'm calling. Not Sammy even Zane night after debut. WrestleMania. I want Owens, Belor, and uh, Zayn, and all them. All the guys are top. The top guys in NXT. I want them in before SummerSlam. I could see that. I think Belor. Or a night after ready. SummerSlam. <clears throat> Oh, yeah, I could see that, too. I Wait. could see Neville or Zayn, though. I think they're ready than the other two. I think the other two are ready as it is. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, no, I think, but they've been in NXT for such a short time, they can be in there a little bit longer because there's more match for them, for them to do. Yeah. Zayn and Neville still have pretty much exhausted every option for the most part. But um, So I, I hope... What are you going to say about Belor? I didn't hear what you said. Belor, what do you mean? You just said I, you could see him come back coming up when... I with just, Owens at the same time yeah. as Owens same thing with Tommy I think he could be down there for a little bit longer more than Belor and, and Owens because I think he's not as ready based off his mic skills but everything else I about think him is if great. they when they date a Tommy they should have him and Belor tag that'd be good start off someone mentioned that to me I think if you have him do a tag team you know move up to IC title you know you know, uh, go back to traditional here and go back tag team mid card main event but when was the last time they did that with anybody that was yeah, actually successful yeah but I feel like successful. these guys are like these guys are well known than like a Sheamus yeah like yeah so I'm hoping they don't take that route. Hopefully they can go traditional and they can do mid-card, or tag team mid-card or whatever. I think that'd be awesome. But Marlon, thanks so much for joining us, man. It's been a great time. Thanks for, uh, you know, it's been it's been awesome, yeah, so we really appreciate it. But um, Thanks for having me on, boys. No problem. But before we let you go, I want to let you plug your Twitter, Facebook, blog, anything you got going on, brother. Yeah, I just got my Twitter. It's at Marlon the Man. Um, I can't really shout out you guys. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got is my Twitter, at Marlon the Man. 
catch my Instagram link on there too if you want to see some stupid ass photos. <laughs> That's all I got, boys. Sounds good, man. At Marlon the Man on Twitter, make sure to follow him. Thanks for coming on, man. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, take care, boys. Thanks again. No problem. Talk to you soon, man. Dude. Bye. See ya, RJ. Your time to shine. Let's go. Uh, plugs, Molly, Cam, Shannon, Graham. I'm not really feeling it tonight. Um, Again, second straight I'm week. I'm just tired, dude. Uh, at Raymond underscore Marceau on Twitter. Um, and where is SummerSlam 2015 going to go? That's hashtag. Hashtag where is SummerSlam 2015 going to be? I'm hoping it's going to be in the New York area. They said that. I saw reports the other day. So it's going to be too. Barclays, Prudential, or... MSG, I think, but they said MSG's long shot because it's going to cost a ton. Yeah, I don't think MSG's. I think they do. should go Barclays. That'd Make be nice. Good, I heard today that Met Stadium in, in in New York is going to be hosting a wrestling event in June. Yeah, uh, City Field is going to be like Goldberg, Bret Hart. And I gotta go, dude. I gotta go meet Goldberg, dude. I, I gotta meet Goldberg. Goldberg. So I want to meet RBD. I want to meet Bret Hart. Bret Hart's going to be there? I think they said Bret Hart was what there. What the fuck? I swear to God. going to meet Bret Hart? Hart? Oh, Jesus. If that's like $100, not. it's so worth it. But, I think um, I'm pretty sure they said Bret Hart. Too. Oh, man, that'd be so awesome. I swear I said Bret Hart. Oh, that'd be amazing if I can go to that show. Mm-hmm. I know it was Goldberg. Flair, Goldberg. Yeah, RBD, I heard, is going to be there. Oh, who cares? I want to meet the Nasty Boys. <laughs> yeah, the Nasty Boys. I swear to God I said Bret Hart. <sighs> I didn't hear Bret Hart. I thought for sure it said Goldberg and Bret Hart. Yep. Goldberg, Bret Hart, and, and Ric Flair coming nice. to City Field. Nice. I want to go meet Bret Hart and Goldberg Ooh, and Ric Flair, too. That could be a great show. But that's June 7th. WrestleMania is on March 29th. Next week, we've got Sal on the show. Week after that, I'm not really sure who we've got. I'm pretty sure we got Jacob, who was supposed to be on the show last week. Couldn't make it. Who's Sal? Sal is from... Actually, he's one of John's friends, actually. He's from Connecticut. Um, so he's going to be on the show. Connecticut is where it's at, brother. Ooh, Connecticut <laughs> people are terrible besides Graham. And then on the 10th, I don't know who we have. I think we got Jake coming on. 17th, we won't be here on campus. We're off on spring break. I'll be partying. <laughs> the 24th, final show, two-hour spectacular. Michael Yoder, yourself, myself, oh. WrestleMania prediction two show. Two-hour show? Two-hour show, both pre-WrestleMania and post-WrestleMania. Oh, my goodness. That was your idea last year, and it worked out for the better, so we're going to do it again. I think last year on the post-show, I don't think John was on the whole time. He was not. He was was on for like 15 minutes, minutes, yeah. But I talked to him. I was on the phone with him for like three hours a couple days ago. We're talking about wrestling. We're talking about everything, dude. So I told him that post-WrestleMania this year, we're going. He's going to be on the full two hours. You guys are going to be arguing about everything. I don't know about arguing about everything. We have different opinions on a lot of stuff, but... Undertaker Wyatt, though, I think think he shares the same opinions as you on that but it's gonna be interesting now yeah it's gonna be a good show but any final know, plugs i don't have any plugs i just think i think that stuff i think my i don't know i think like when you compare with other people you think of the past and i always think of like older times yeah and i think of other people like other people think of newer stuff but i don't know whenever i think i analyze wrestling i always go back to the days when i used to watch like earlier so like like Fastlane, when I look at it, it's like, oh, that people suck. Compared to like O two, comparing to O two and O three, because I feel like I was spoiled as a kid, just seeing all these great shows with all these great stars, and like now it's like people I care less about. But I think they're starting to rejuvenate the roster and stuff like that with like NXT guys, and like they've done good work with Rollins, Ambrose, Reigns, and Bryan. So I have my hopes up. But like I said, like when you're watching Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, Undertaker, HBK, that. like all those guys, Jericho, when they're prime. It was just unfair. It was retarded. Uh, it was just ridiculous. Like, 
I couldn't complain about a show because they all were so good. Yeah. Guys like Rey Mysterio, Kurt Angle, like exactly. Ugh, Such a Hardy Boys, guy, Hardys, Jeff Hardy alone. I loved I watching really 1819. I wasn't really a big fan of Matt Hardy because he was on his. I didn't really like the version one crap either, but it was funny. The MFR. It was funny because like they like whenever it came out like they had the stupidest things they said like <laughs> yeah, Matt Hardy like Matt Hardy like, like, Matt, Matt, like yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say Matt Hardy likes like mac and cheese and stuff but it was still funny but <laughs> I just think like when I like argue I just think of stuff in the past yeah. but I hope it's gonna be a good show of Mike and John so I can't wait it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome but like you said you were spoiled then we're spoiled now with the WWE Network exactly I'm really spoiled I like whenever I'm really year, bored way, I just. Go back and watch WrestleMania. Old WrestleMania, old 0203. Right now, WWE. Road to WrestleMania right now. Give a suggestion to the people. What WrestleMania should they watch immediately after tonight? After tonight? Yeah. What WrestleMania did you recently watch that you said, I love this show? Probably 19. 19 was really 18 was my first, but I always remember 19 more. Because I think 18 was really just overshadowed by Rock and Hogan. Yeah. Like match. Austin and Hall. Yeah. The rest of that card was it was a solid effort. It was eh. It was, the Kurt Angle and Kane. Billy and Chuck one. I was like, uh. Billy and Chuck <laughs> was in. Eh. Like Kurt Angle and Kane was good for what it was worth. Edge and Booker T fighting over Edge a shampoo Edge and Booker T commercial. was stupid. That match was had no sense. Maven like that twenty four hour hardcore thing was actually pretty cool. That was funny. That yeah. was funny. Um, R, was that RVD and Regal that opener? Year? Yeah, for the ICC. And then title. DDP. Uh, DDP and Christian. I could care less about DDP and Christian. I even <laughs> as a kid, I didn't care about that. That was them. random. But Triple H and Jericho was good for what the main event. Yeah, main event. And then like nineteen, it was like Mysterio and Hardy, Michaels and Jericho, which oh, is a great match. Great. Rock and Austin. Oh. Rock and Austin. McMahon Hogan. McMahon was Hogan awesome. was really good for what is for what you would expect it to be. Yeah. It it was don't even uh, it was really good for their age and exceeded my expectations exactly and then Lesnar and Angle was good worst un, one of the worst Undertaker matches him against Big Show and A Train <laughs> don't know who thought the, the Los Guerreros Rhino and, De- ben, and the guy I can't name CB I'm not gonna say his name I want to get fired or fined <laughs> by EC Radio so I'm gonna name his name and uh, the World Greatest Tag Team was a good match too Team Angle match, yeah and then. The other one was on the pre-show. Was Dudley Boys versus Chief Morley? And, they showed a recap of yeah, that, yeah. But with Lance, Storm. I thought nineteen is very underrated, very good, and it's like I said, very underrated. Going back and watching the show, I really remember more when I was a kid. But I think it's a really good show. Limp Biscuit hit it off on that WrestleMania. A couple good songs. Saliva of the year before sucked too. I watched 18 the other day, and Saliva was garbage. I love the band, didn't like their performance. Oh, on my that God. Show. The guy was just screaming. Like, the Triple <laughs> yeah. H entrance, I was like... They uh, sang the theme for the Dudleys on that shoot. It was so bad. So was the Triple H one, too. Yeah, they did. It was weird. Nah, it's not Motorhead. It's not Motorhead. We best get to stick to the Undertaker one that he actually does. Yeah, yeah. That was good. That was a good 19's good. I'll recommend 19, 17, 18, just for Hogan and Rock. My Way or the Highway? What? My Way or the Highway? What do you mean? That's 17. I know. I'm just saying. But that song's good, too. Uh, 20. 20, I'd look forward to Rock. The Rock, the handicap match, one of my favorite matches from that WrestleMania. 20. Oh, dude, I just watched that today. Great, Great match. match. Great match. Great Very match. underrated on that card. Ooh. That was a good match. The triple threat for the title was good. It's way too long. That's all. It was just so long. They had so much filler. Like, they had two fail forwards to the tag team matches. That was bland. The Cruiserweight Open was good for what it was worth. It was all the guys in it really worthy? No, but they had a good match. Had a good match I yeah. like the Billy Kidmans and them, so that was good. Um, He's got a great theme. Undertaker and Kane was all right. It was just good because Undertaker came back, really. As a dead man, yeah. 
Big Show and Cena was good too. And then WrestleMania, I like WrestleMania 21 too. I thought there's a very underrated WrestleMania. Very underrated. Great, very, great undercard. Great. I don't know. The main events weren't the greatest though. Well, I mean, that, that's Cena. what I'm saying. Undercard was great. Cena People and crap all over the Batista Triple H and Cena. Just I think they were good match. I think Batista Triple H was really good. I didn't. Think it was I would a have to go match. back and watch because I don't really remember. 20, I just think the story. Was and then 22, all I think about was Rey Mysterio. So yeah, so that's for, I haven't oh. seen that yet, so I got to go back with that and watch them on the network. It's very but. short match. I don't even think it was the main event. It was like eight minutes. It was nine. It's nine minutes. Trish Stratus and Mickey James, I think, had a longer match. What the fuck? I think I think Triple H, uh, not Triple H. I swear to God, Mickey James and Trish Stratus was like. Pretty close to the same amount of time. It's crazy. But it was a good match for how much they got time. So. Yeah. So go back and watch WrestleMania. Just go watch every WrestleMania besides 29 <laughs> and 27 or 25, and you'll probably be pretty excited. <laughs> All really good WrestleManias. But go back and watch those in the, on the WWE Network, which celebrates one year today, by the way. Where's yeah. my free month? I still haven't got a free month. I'm waiting for my free month, too. But it's worth it. I love the service. So I'm yep. going to go back and watch NXT Rival and all my favorite programs from the last year. But in the meantime, though, you can catch me on Twitter at WrestleRant, at Raymond Marceau, underscore Marceau, underscore. Me, on Twitter, Facebook, Ramjuice and Matthews, YouTube, same thing, Bleach Report, same thing. We will be back next Tuesday night at live365.com backslash stations backslash ECTV. 73 with another episode of Wrestle Rant Radio. So in the meantime, in between that time, folks, have a great week, and we'll catch you then.